Thanks for tuning in to Betting the NFL on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, fashion, wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LDR Network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What is up, everybody? We are back with betting the NFL for the 2022 NFL season. I am Caleb Ochoa, also known as NFL Caleb 22, here with my co-host, Derek Weatherly, also known as The Weezy. What's going on, man? Not much. What's going on with yourself as we get back to this NFL schedule and things as, uh, you know, things start kicking off. You got mini camps, training camps, you know. It ain't gonna be too long till we on the verge of preseason. Yeah, I'm do. I got got money to burn, man. Ready to bet some money, make some money. All right. Um, and that's what we're gonna do here. We're gonna give you. We're gonna be talking about futures and during the off season, um, leading up all the way to the season starts. And we're gonna start with each division. We're gonna go through each division every single week. We're gonna start with the AFC South this week, and we're gonna tell you their win totals. Over and under, we're going to tell you the um, odds for the division winner, and we're going to uh, make a bet whether you're going to uh, go to the playoffs or not. So we'll take you through each team um, in the AFC South, and we'll get right into it, man. Um, let's start off with the winner of this division uh, last season. They came in uh, first in the conference, number one seed. Uh, that is the Tennessee Titans. They went 12-5. and five. They got a, a quick exit from the playoffs um, in the divisional round, and um, they uh, and during the off season, uh, they they had some big losses in like uh, AJ Brown, Roger Saffold, and um, Sean Evans and uh, Julio Jones. Um, they added Robert Woods, Austin Hooper, what's the screen, and they drafted Traylon Burks, Roger McCreary, Malik Willis. And um, yeah, so that that's their team. So to, uh, for the most part, I, I see their 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 strength of this team is still together. Their core, their defense, is what got them to that point at twelve five last year. And I'm, I'm, what I'm seeing is that they still have that uh, that core still there. Uh, so that that's that, that's favorable for them. But what do you think about the Titans this season? Uh, I think you're right. You're hitting the point right on the head. That core, for the most part, is there. Um, you know, defense and running game, that's what this team is built on. So even though they lose a force like A.J. Brown, um, I tend I, I tend to favor Robert Woods a little bit more than some. Uh, I think he was a good addition to the team and will fit well in that offense. And, you know, they didn't have to. They didn't lose many pe- uh, many critical pieces. And that being said, a team like this has a chance to potentially reload instead of rebuild, and hopefully get that uh, deeper playoff run for somebody that might be favoring them to win the division and potentially maybe a conference championship. Yeah, 
And I think one of the driving forces of this team is their head coach, Mike Vrabel. And in his four seasons with the Titans, never had a losing season. They've been winning a lot of games with Mike Vrabel. Um, and that, that's, that's, gonna, that's a major factor um, that going into my bed, at least. Because I like to go with trends. I like to go, um, whether it's in the season, offseason, no matter. I like to go with trends. The trends is that he don't, he don't lose a lot of games. He, he wins a lot of games. And then when I'm betting um, the over and under win total, the over and win total for the Titans is nine and a half wins. Um, so I think that's very doable. I think it's very doable for the Titans um, to go over. And uh, their odds to win the division is plus 135. Now that's number two. They are actually number two. They are not the favorites to, to win the division. That is the Colts. But they are number two, which I think at plus 135, that's pretty that, – that's damn value to me because I, I do think they are still the best team because, like I said, we've been saying, we're still there. I still think they're the best team in this division. Um, I think they have a pretty favorable schedule. Um, I think they have, like, the eighth weakest um, schedule in, um, in the NFL. Um, I think they play the, the, the AFC's top plays the NFC East, which I know y'all like to, you know, clown on my, on, on my division – uh, saying how bad we are, they do play them, so that that's going to give them some wins. So I think they can gather up much wins. I do. I will take the over nine and a half for the Titans. I will take them at plus one thirty five to win the division. And yes, I do think they will make the playoffs. What do you got, man? Yeah, what I was looking at had that uh, same uh, win total of nine and a half, and uh, I think that's where the number should be. Uh, the book I had in front of me had it minus 150, but I think that's where it should be. And that sort of, it's definitely a favorite number, a little bit more than, you know, minus 115. Uh, I do think things get a little interesting when you start talking to, uh, divisional odds because they're not favored to win the division. Um, looking at their schedule, kind of like you mentioned, they do play the NFC East, which from a strength of schedule aspect kind of pulls that rating down a little bit um but they i don't see too many ma- uh, tough matchups on their schedule they do play kc green bay um it'll be interesting to see how much of a bounce back year cincinnati has do they have that uh super bowl hangover do they legitimize their uh you know they're they're not the seller team, the Bengals of old. They're they've turned the corner and become this uh, the the team we saw last year. Um, but yeah, I do see a lot of favorable matchups. You know they start the season off against the Giants um, in the first four or five weeks. You know they could they could easily start the season five and one, four and two. Um, they do have an early buy, which may be a concern down the line um, when you start talking yeah. health-wise. Uh, but something to note, uh, even dealing with uh, COVID-riddled years, Tennessee excelled at being able to get maximum production out of whoever was yeah, out they had a lot of injuries field. last season, didn't they? And yeah, if I'm to... not mistaken. I was just going to say, if I'm not mistaken, they had the most players miss games because of COVID and injuries or somewhere in that range. Um, so, yeah. So people missing time did not affect this team in the way you would traditionally look at uh, 
the injury list or, you know, missing yeah, certain that, That's what I'm talking about, Mike Grable and the coaching staff. Like, I do – I think they're one of the best, best in the league right now. And they yeah, and I think – and I think that's where it shows because it's preparation. It's people knowing they got to step up and also players picking each other up. You know, it, people miss assignments, things like that happen. And, you know, a cohesive unit, they're able to help erase another uh, fellow teammates' mistakes and things like that. And so me personally, I definitely, I'd have to lean to the over nine and a half with the Titans. Um, I do think they'll win the division. Uh, I think the Colts will come in second. Uh, I don't see them finishing much lower, but that's because it's the Jags and the Texans in the division. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so Titans plus one forty-five. If anywhere at plus money, I like the Titans to win the division. All right, man. So we both got the Titans to win division, and we both got the over. Um, all right, we'll go with the, the team that came in second uh, last season. That is the Indianapolis Colts at 9-8 and eight last season. Um, they had a very embarrassing loss to finish the season. Um, they, missed the, they missed the playoffs in that, you know, that uh, last game against the Jaguars that would have propelled them to the playoffs. But they, they lose. Um, in the offseason, they lost. Obviously, they, they, they got rid of Carson Wentz and moved on from him. Uh, lose uh, T.Y. Hilton, Zach Pascal, Eric Fisher, Zary Rhodes, and Andrew Sandejo. But they do add Yannick Ngakwe, Stephen Gilmore, and um, the big um, trade that they got from the Falcons was Matt Ryan to now lead their team. Um, in the draft, they didn't have a first-round pick, um, but then the second they did get uh, Alex Pierce. They got third-round pick Johnny Woods and um, – uh, Raymond um, and a third round quarterback and cornerback and Nick Cross. So um, they, they lost some pieces. They did, they did some good, um, you know, they tried to at least replace them. Um, and they still have Jonathan Taylor uh, doing his thing. He's one of the best running backs in the league right now. And, you know, but they keep doing the same thing. They do this every year. We're trying to replace the quarterback. They lost luck. They went to Versette, they went to Rivers, they went to Carson Wentz, and I'm seeing it work out. And that and, and they don't don't know how to keep, get this team together because they don't have a quarterback. And that, that I think that's gonna be the problem this season. And um I, I think there's just gonna be the more of the same. But what do you think about the Colts this season? Um, I agree with a lot of the points you were saying, uh, especially with the constant revolving door that they've had at the QB position. Um, it's something similar, you know, I've seen with my Carolina Panthers where you've had you got a top-notch running back who either can't seem to be healthy or even if he's out on the field, you can't get the Ws in the way you want to because of the inconsistency in other places like the QB position. And when that's occurred with the Colts, you know, even when you got good play, you didn't get that consistent play and it wasn't enough to put you over the top. And in most cases, we're talking about a veteran aging quarterback. Um, and that just, that hasn't worked out. And I think we'll get a lot of the same with the Matt Ryan at the QB position. Um, I think possibly the under nine, uh, nine and a half wins on the season is a way to go with the Colts. Um, I do think they're a potential wild card team. Uh, 
But, uh, you know, looking at their schedule, some of the matchups they have, like a New England, a Las Vegas, a Philly. I don't know I can say that I would call them the favorite in those games, at least on paper. And, you know, there's a number of other games you can look at. Dallas game, uh, the Chargers game. You know, this team could easily rack up seven, eight losses on the season. Or, you know, excuse me, eight, mm-hmm. nine losses on the season. Um, and again, you know, playing in that division with Tennessee Titans, I think, you know, at minimum they'll it lose at least one of those games, if not both of those games. And so you start running out of room for air to get over that nine-and-a-half number. Yeah. And uh, you're talking about schedule. Um, in the beginning of this, they have a pretty a couple of easy games. I think they play the division. Um, but what what that was their problem last season. They had a bad start. And that was because Carson Wentz was coming into a new, uh, you know, new team, you got to figure uh, stuff out. And I think that kind of what's going to happen again this this season with Matt Ryan coming into a new team, going to have to start, maybe they're going to have to start slow, but that that's where they need to take advantage is those, um, those first few games there that um, are, you know, not as tough, but they're going to be struggling to get things together. And I don't think I don't even win those games. Um, then they're not going to take advantage of that. So that, that I'm with you. Uh, I have them um, under the nine and a half. I have them as the favorite, uh, according to BetMGM. They have them as the favorite at minus one one hundred five. Um, yeah, I just I would not make that bet at all. Um, uh, I just don't think they will win. I actually have them uh, missing the playoffs because uh, I, I I think they're going to actually come in third in this division. Um, yeah, I, I'm really down on the Colts. I uh, just, I, I just don't think uh, Matt Ryan has much left in him. Like he's thirty-seven years old. Um, I just, I haven't seen much from him in the last couple of seasons. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't expect much from an aging quarterback, and that, that's going to be their uh, biggest problem. And that's why I do have the un, under, and uh, that's why I think they're going to win about six games. Um, yeah, very disappointing for the Colts. Sorry, Colts fans. But that's just how I see it. They have Jonathan Taylor, and they're gonna rely on him pretty much throughout the season. Um, and but that's all they got. I mean, that's all they got to rely on because they don't really have any weapons. They they didn't really bring any uh, receivers in that are gonna make a huge difference. Um, so that's not really gonna help out Matt Ryan. So, um, so I, I still really think he has not much to throw to. Um, the defense is still solid. Um, that's probably their strength of their team right now. Uh, you you touched on a good point there, Caleb. In Atlanta, he had, you know, the likes of Calvin Ridley, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Julio Jones. Um, he may have still had Roddy White in his first couple years, uh, when he was a rookie or early in his career. I'm not sure off the top of my head. You know, he had a Tony Gonzalez to throw to. Um, he had true receiving threats. He had people that were a legitimate threat, you double cover them, and he's not going to have that in Indy. And you're going to have teams sinking down on the run because you don't have that vertical threat. You don't have that threat at QB to pick them apart. Um, You know, again, not saying that Ryan will play the position badly or anything like that, but I don't think he was the piece that's going to get them over the top. 
I think it's a lateral move from Carson Wentz if it's not actually a regression. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So, yeah, we're on the same page with uh, the Colts. Um, un, uh, having the under and um, not, not winning the division. So I wouldn't uh, stay from, away from that bet. Um, all right, we'll move on to the third team um, that came in the third place team last year. That is the, the surprising, actually, that they came in third because most people had them at the, the worst team in the NFL. Um, but that is the Houston Texans at four and thirteen. Um, they they obviously they get rid of Deshaun Watson and all his problems. Um, they get rid of a uh, surprise move. They get rid of head coach David Culley. Um, get rid of quarterback Terrence Mitchell. Offensive tackle Marcus Cannon. DB TJ Green guard uh, one of their guards and cornerback uh, Lane Johnson. But they do add uh, corner and Steven uh, Nelson. They add a defensive end in Mario Addison, a couple of linemen, and Justin Britt, Carson Green, and AJ Can. And, uh, uh, and, and you know, they, they decided to stick with Davis Mills as their quarterback. But they do have good draft picks from that Deshaun Washington trade. And they uh, with that, they got cornerback uh, Derek Stingley. In the first round, Kenyon Green, the first round. In the second, they got um, Jalen Price, or uh, Jalen Petrie, uh, and John Metchie in the third. Uh, Christian Harris in the third um, round as well. And they got their new head coach, um, which is an old head coach, and Lovey Smith. Um, so, yeah, overall, uh, I think it's a mistake. Uh, well, I, I don't know if it's a mistake. I would say a mistake for this season. If they wanted to do anything this season, just stick with Davis Mills. But if they're looking for the towards the future, which is probably what they're doing, then I think it's an okay move. Like that, that that's probably what you want, want to do. See what he if he's any good or not. Because um, they did obviously they didn't do anything in free agency. They didn't do anything in the draft. Uh, trying quarterbacks because this draft class wasn't very good, at least in the quarterback. So maybe they look are looking for next season. Um, and, and try to grab a uh, better quarterback in, in that draft class. And so, you know, if that's what they're doing, then I'm okay with it. But what are your overall thoughts on the Houston Texans? Um, I agree with you with the logic you got there, uh, talking about, you know, not taking a quarterback in this draft. As you said, you know, the depth at the quarterback position in the draft wasn't great. A lot of holes, in my opinion, too many holes to fill with one draft. And – unless you knew for sure that you had that guy, that you had a Andrew Locke, a, you know, some people might argue about Cam Newton being a franchise quarterback, but he was definitely not a bust for even a number one pick. You know, you get an NFL cal, you know, MVP caliber player or a potential MVP caliber player, you know, they're doing. They're more than just talented. They're getting production, even if that doesn't translate the wins. You're talking about very productive players in that sense. And so I think to to say holding off on going after QB in this draft and maybe thinking from the approach, you know, we're potentially going to have a top ten pick, if not a top five pick, in the following draft. And there's a deeper QB draft pool. Um, I just honestly, I think that's where their sights are set, uh, trying to move on from the Deshaun uh, Watson situation. 
Um, honestly, I, me personally, I've always sort of hated when you see coaches get canned after one season, regardless mm-hmm. of the circumstances, yeah. because it's hard to do much in one season, even if you got a good team. Like there have been there are plenty of occurrences where a coach with a good team missed the playoffs. Like you know, had a bad season. Things like that occur, and so to just to flat out say, you know, we, we've seen it happen with a number of coaches at a number of organizations across the years. You got one year and then you were canned and for it to be, you know, your first year to be the Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah, not great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, there was, there was no winning in that situation. Uh, I mean, so yeah, but, uh, Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be able to rack up many wins. Um, I do think there's a chance that they could flirt with the over on that four and a half. Uh, I think people are expecting the Jags to take a leap forward, and I'm not sure if we're going to get that. I've never been the biggest uh, promoter of Trevor Lawrence. I've honestly just – I hadn't been on that train. Um and so I think part of where they're expecting a leap from a team like the Jags has to do with Trevor Lawrence. If that doesn't occur, you could see a team like Houston be able to steal a win or two um, in a divisional game. And then also you look at a couple other teams on their roster, they could potentially steal a game from a Philly and New York, uh, the Giants, um, a Washington. They play Miami. Um you know, on paper, these are potentially winnable games, even for a team like Houston. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say they go out and win all these games. But when you mm-hmm. talk about trying to cover that four and a half, um, you know, it, personally, this is with a team like them, it's not a number I would play at all. You know, we're talking about ugly football. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think they could definitely get over that number. Uh, four and a half, you know, like I said, they ain't, ain't got to win many games, you know, five and five and 12, you know, 30% basically, you know, so. so I th- are you taking the over or the under? I'm, I'm going to have to take the over on that one. Okay. Um, okay. So the, the Houston Texans got the longest odds, obviously. Uh, Vegas is not very high on them, but, you know, why should they be? Um, they're at plus. Uh, 2500 um, for winning division and they're obviously like you just said the four and a half is the over and under and I'm going to take the under um, I just have I don't see any hope for this team um, it, it's hard to even say they even have any strengths um, on their team they have a bunch of young young guys um, obviously with all their draft picks they made and um, they got an okay line, but um, but not really many weapons. A receiver or tight end, I think they're very lacking in t- a tight end um, or running back for that matter. So I don't like. I think the same uh, thing with, uh, uh, with the Texas Colts. He's he's got nowhere to really throw to. Um, you know, but they are make, uh, obviously they did make try to uh, solve that. You know, by drafting you know Mechie and getting Connolly uh, as a, a free agent. So, but I just don't think it's enough for this season. And also, uh, if you see Love, Lovey Smith's record, um, he's a 500 coach. Like, he, I mean, he made it once. He's living off that one Super Bowl appearance, but he's a 500 coach. Um, and the, in his last two seasons, he was eight and 24. Um, 
pretty bad. Yeah, and he had I, coached NFL. I hate, time. I hate to use the term, but Lovey Smith is a he's a program builder. You know, he went in and turned Chicago around when the Bears were at a dysfunctional state. When he stepped away from the NFL level, because he was a defensive coordinator for a number of teams, uh, even when he wasn't a head coach. Um, but uh, he went to Illinois and pretty much turned their football, basically gave their football program ground to stand on. Um, and then now you see him back in the NFL and, you know, it shocked a lot of people when it was announced. Uh, but yeah, you know, we may not see the wins now, but I think Lovey Smith comes in and tries to put in the building blocks and some of the foundation that will help for wins in the future. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think he can uh, win in the future, but that time is not now. That is not this season, and that is not um, that is not what we're betting. We're betting for this season, and and his in his first season with the Bears, he went five and eleven. Uh, first season with the Bucks, he went two and fourteen. And I see that that's pretty much how it's going to go down this season. I think they win about two games. That's why I'm taking the under. No chance of winning that division, and no chance at the playoffs. And that that would be my bet. Um, but yeah, so okay, so we differ on the over and under, but I think we're both on that they're not going to win the division or make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, um, I'm not willing to go out on that branch and try and say, uh, yeah, no, uh-uh. I don't. Anybody that bets money on either the Jags yeah. or Texans so to win the division or conference. I don't think they have really much of a shot. Yes, that's what, they, they need to be locked up. We'll move they on need. to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, who Texans um, and coming in last in the division at 3-14. and 14. Um, and uh, you there? Oh, shit. Okay, I'm back. Um, yeah, they came in three fourteen. Um, they lost obviously with the, all the controversy. You good? Yeah, you got me. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, yeah. So with all the controversy that they had last season, Urban Meyer obviously left. Um. He got rid of uh, Brandon Linder, which is um, he. Well, they didn't get rid of him. He actually retired, um, which was he was a good he was a good center. Um, Carlos Hyde, um, James Chinese, Andrew Norwell, who was also a really good guard. Um, so he lost a lot of depth on their offensive line. Um, they lost things you can, but they brought in cornerback uh, Darius Williams, um, tight end Evan Ingram. Um, trying to re- replace some of that off the line. They lost uh, Brandon Scherf. Um, and then they went heavy on receiver with Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. Um, they got linebacker Foyer uh, Aluakon. And they replaced their head coach with Doug Peterson. Super Bowl winning head coach Doug Peterson. And in the draft, they got Trayvon Walker with the first overall pick. Uh, they got Devin Lloyd with the 27th pick. Uh, Luke Fortner in the third round. And Chad Muma in third round. So uh, overall, I think the strength of this team is their pass rushers. Um, I think that's mostly what their only strength because they just obviously they just drafted uh, Trayvon Walker. 
Um, they got uh, Clayvon Chase on Arden Key they picked up. Um, so and they got obviously Josh Allen, which is the the best of them. So I think that's for the strength on. That's what they got reliant. And I think um, Trevor Lawrence. Um, you basically have to throw out his rookie season now because under that coaching staff, doesn't you can't can't really blame that on him on the record. Um, you you got to think he's going to do better this season. But what what's your overall thoughts on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Um, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars were trying to throw a lot of band aids on a lot of different spots, hoping for some quick fixes in areas. I don't think. Christian Kirk was worth the contract they paid him. Uh, not to say that he's a bad player. He could definitely come in and be a good role player. Uh, the same with a Zay Jones. Um, but they are definitely not wide receiver threats. Um, you know, you, as you said, the, the strengths on this team are on defense and especially at that uh, pass rush area. Um, so I, I just I think this is another team that's more or less trying to gather some of those building blocks and pieces that are going to help them more in the upcoming years. Uh, getting a lot of some of this young talent, you know, under rookie contracts, and especially when you start uh, talking about drafting in the top ten a lot, like the a team like the Jaguars have done, you got a lot of players with that fifth year option, and that fifth year option goes a long way when you talk about you know, contracts overlapping and things like that. And to just simply be able to say, we ain't got to worry about signing this guy and we can sign somebody else this season and sign him next season and him still be under contract. And that money, you know, it's not guaranteed until you decide to guarantee it. Um, you know, it, it allows for a little bit more freedom down the line. But as far as for the immediate right now, as you said, they're moving on from pretty much a, an awful situation and whatever it was that they had going on with Urban Meyer. Um, I won't necessarily put that on the organization, but that's definitely a sign of the level of dysfunction going on there. Yeah. Um, so the, their odds to win the division are plus 700. Um, they're over under win total is at six and a half. And you know what? I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to, I'm going to say the over. I'm going to say he, because I, I think he, I think Trevor Lawrence can uh, make a leap uh, the same way Joe Burrow made a leap in his second year, not to the extent where I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but I think he can progress significantly and well, win some games, at least win uh, enough games to hit the, hit that over. Um, yeah, I think, I think they can um, get to at least seven and 10. I think Doug Peterson, uh, I, I think Doug Peterson is going to be a, a big reason for that progression. And um, Trevor Lawrence, I think he did a really good job, at least in you know the first couple of years with Carson Wentz. Um, in that first year with the Eagles, they went, they won seven games um, with that rookie quarterback. Um, you know, obviously he's a former uh, uh, Super Bowl winning coach, and he brought his own staff. Got rid of anything. I think that's going to make a big difference with the Jaguars team, and that's why I'm willing to say that they can't hit the over. And you know what? Honestly, like if he does make that big of a leap and hit and his progression, like Joe Burrow, you can see them being. I could see making a bet, maybe throwing. I'm not saying you have to throw like uh, you know a few hundred dollars on this bet, but you can put like five twenty bucks on the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the division. Why not? It's like plus seven hundred. 
not losing a whole ton. I think those are good enough odds to make a little bit of money. And, you know, it might happen, you know, he, if that happens, you know, if he makes that leap like Joe Burrow, that, like Joe Burrow won the division, he can win the division well, too. I, I can give you an interesting scenario that, to kind of run with that all right now. I'm not, you know, I'm not big on Jacksonville, but say Lawrence has something similar to the kind of leap in uh, performance that you're talking about. Um, you see a Derrick Henry go down, you know, somebody that's been a little plagued with injury. You see a Matt Ryan go down. You could see some of these other teams uh, not necessarily falter in the sense that they, uh, you know, they're going to end up in the basement. But when it comes to like a Jacksonville in division game, if you can catch your opponent a little banged up, roughed up, a few key people uh, on the injury list not playing, you can still, you can uh, steal a, a win or two. I mean, it is doable. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, what what do you have uh, over under? Um, I I have the same uh, their uh, win total at six and a half. Me personally, uh, I'd have to take the uh, under. Um, mm-hmm. I think if we do see that progression out of Lawrence, I don't think it's going to be a, able to translate to many wins because if there, as as we kind of pointed out, there aren't the pieces there to. He, he can throw the most beautiful pass, put the ball exactly where it's supposed to be, you know, right on time when it's supposed to be there, and the wide receiver be the reason why it led to an interception that looks like the quarterback completely just overthrew him or something like that. Uh, so I do, I do by no means do I deny Trevor Lawrence as a talented quarterback. I think I would just rather perform, see him uh, performing somewhere else because he'd have a chance to actually maybe maximize his abilities. Him playing in Jacksonville, um, you know, I think he could get him a couple W's, but I don't think there's enough of a team around him offensively for them to get over that seven and a half. All right. Well, um, we got through all these teams. Recap, I have the Tennessee Titans um, going over in the division. Jacksonville Jaguars going over, coming in n- number two. Uh, the Colts un- going to under and coming in third. And I have the Texans in last place um, going with the under as well. Um, what do you have? Yeah, I have uh, Colts under nine and a half, Titans over nine and a half. I also have the Jags going under six and a half and the Texans over four and a half. And something I found that I sort of like that I might uh, potentially play is um, the Colts and Titans to make the playoffs. Uh, Colts minus 170, Titans minus 125, uh, as well as playing the Titans to win the division. As I said, I think the Colts could end up being a uh, wild card team for sure. Um, but at the same time, uh, this with this playing both of those teams it wouldn't be impossible for the Colts to win the division and even if they win the division and I lose that Titans division uh, uh, futures um, actually still mm-hmm. end up basically plus a unit because I got the Titans and the Colts both going to the playoffs so as long you know it doesn't matter who wins the, the division now of course I, I'm going to be rooting for Titans to win the division but it's a bit of a hedge play where 
it's it, it's not a traditional hedge play where one side of the play has to lose. Um, you know, like I said, the Colts can end up as a wild card team. The Titans win the division. You know, win all three. Come if it works the other way around, still winning two out of three, walking away with a, at least a plus unit. Uh, when it's all said and done, you know, I, I can live with that. Yeah, I want to ask you, uh, how would you play futures? Would you rather do it early before the, the uh, before the the odds change, or would you rather do it like right before the season starts, when you know all the injuries and who's actually going to be there and who's going to be starting, and whatnot? How would you play futures? Um, with the fact that uh, the preseason's been shortened down to three games uh, in the past, I think I may have wanted um, tradition. More wait till around that third, fourth week of preseason. Uh, but with the one less game, the playing your typical starters less. I think more the end of the tra- end of training camp. That's really when you need to evaluate what what teams have critical issues at injury. You know, did anybody lose? It seems to happen every year, but unfortunately somebody critical for a team is going to go down with some sort of training camp injury that was non-contact, minimal contact, a walkthrough where something just popped or, you know. But uh, I definitely prefer before the season starts, and I think, if you get looking at some schedules, there may be uh, some room to potentially try and take uh, advantage of some odds. Um, I think it was like like the Colts. You know, they play Houston and the Jaguars first two weeks of the season. Well, then they turn around and play KC, Tennessee, Denver. They play the Jags one more time, and then they play Tennessee again. So what? That's four out of their six weeks they could easily catch a L but those first two weeks they could easily start two and oh you come in yeah. at that two and oh mark somewhere after week two before week three kicks off and find the under on whatever their lot their current uh total wins number is the number may be moved up a little bit uh but and then it's you get still... caught like like I mean Panthers started off three and oh so they were looking Hold good. Up. Well, yeah, no, I was somebody that had the Panthers going under from the gate. And when they started 3-0, and yes, I came back with the under. And so <laughs> even if you're not on the Colts as an under uh, as I am, it still opens that door uh, to either get better odds at that 9.5 or potentially get a 10.5 number or maybe a flat 10. Um, but – uh. Yeah, like I said, you know, it could just be a simple matter of timing because four out of those six games could easily be L's. And so, you know, a 2-0 and o start can quickly get erased. All right. That's all I got. Um, that is our thoughts on the AFC South. Um, that is how we bet it. Um, so, yeah, you can tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at D Weatherly on Twitter, and I also have a channel here on YouTube, Backyard Action Media, where I post uh, a lot of sports betting content, uh, and I currently have videos going up every week on Sunday, plus uh, pop-up videos here and there. All right, and you can find me at NFLKF22 on Twitter and Instagram, and on this channel, doing uh, various reviews and whatnot. 
Um, and yeah, uh, we'll we'll be back next week. We'll be going over the AFC East, um, and we'll do all the same. We'll go to the same routine. Uh, win win totals, individual winners. So tune in for that next week. Uh, see you.